You're listening to Vet to Vet Coaching, and I'm your host, Dr. Ginger Templeton. This is episode 25. Today, we're going to continue our discussion of assumptions in veterinary medicine, specifically talking about the concept of career options and the assumption that they're limited. Stay tuned. I am very excited to be offering a new program called Spark. It is weekly group coaching available for veterinary team members. I firmly believe that everyone deserves access to an objective, highly trained, knowledgeable coach. But let's face it, one-to-one coaching can be expensive. And group coaching not only is affordable, but it provides a unique benefit. What is group coaching? You're going to come into a Zoom call. You may submit a question and may be picked to be coached in front of the group. You don't have to be coached in front of the group, and that's where the unique second benefit comes in. By listening to others get coached through their problems, you are going to learn how to apply these tools to your own concerns. And because this is a group of veterinary team members, you are going to hear issues that you are facing. You are gonna hear issues that your team is facing. This is going to be highly relevant to your day-to-day. So for $67 a month, you can get group coaching on a weekly basis and have access to me via email for quick questions and the tools that I teach. If you want to sign up, go to my website, drdrgingertempleton, that's drgingertempleton.com, If you're not sure if this is right for you, just send me an email. We'll talk through it. Ginger at vetdevetcoaching.com. Don't delay. Spark is going to be an amazing program. It's going to change the lives of veterinary team members. I want to see you there. All right, you guys. Episode 25. It has been five months since I've recorded. And for good reason. In the fall, I believe I told you I had decided to close my house call practice, which was such a good decision, but it was really time consuming. There were a lot of tasks, a lot of loose ends to tie up. And at the same time, I took a position in my old hospital, seeing patients, but also doing a lot of coaching, a lot of training in that environment. And so I really wanted to focus on those things. And then something exciting happened. I took a postdoc position. Now, I am technically not labeled as a postdoc by the university. They call me a temporary research assistant right now because I'm part-time and part-time postdocs don't exist. I don't care. They could call me a secretary. They could call me a janitor. I don't care. I am so excited to get to be working on this project and I feel like my life is just full right now, just absolutely full in a wonderful way. It's busy. It is at times stressful. There is so, so much for me to do around managing my mind and managing my schedule and managing my boundaries, all of the things that we talk about with burnout prevention. But life is really, really too good to be true right now. And so I come back to the podcast with the very, very, very same tools, but I'm using them in different ways. And so I'm really excited to share this. Now, today's topic was always going to be today's topic. So five months ago, when I stopped recording, I was planning to talk about career options. 
I was planning to talk about the assumption that we don't have career options as veterinarians, or at least that we don't have good ones. I didn't realize as I was planning this topic that my life would change in such a, an exciting way and as an example of the options that we do have. And that's really not my intent here. I'm not going to spend this entire episode going like, oh, you can go into research. But what I am going to do is talk about the data. There is a little bit that exists on this assumption. I'm going to talk about how we can manage our mind if we share this assumption. And then what I really do want to dig into is the false notion that career options, that career mobility is going to bring us happiness and that happiness is even the goal. Okay, let's start with a little bit of data. So there was a paper called I've Been a Long Time Leaving. I read this when I was in the University of Tennessee Veterinary Human Support Certificate Program. And it was a pretty short paper, but they talked about this idea that veterinarians believe we lack career mobility. Now, where would that come from? We spend so much time on our education. We spend so much money on our education. By devoting unpaid years to advancing our knowledge and our skill set, there is a tremendous opportunity cost, right? We are giving up salary. Not only are we paying tuition, but we're not achieving, we're not earning during those years. So then we graduate and we start in our careers and some of us, many of us, find that we're not happy. We feel burned out. We feel prepared for the career. We find that we're not able to do the things that we had hoped we would be able to do, or perhaps we don't believe we're as good as good at it as we wanted to be. There are so many pieces to this happiness equation. And we start to think, I need to move careers. I need to change jobs. I need to change hospitals. I need to change actual career. I want to be something else entirely. Maybe I'll go be a psychologist. Maybe I'll go back to school. Maybe I'll go get a PhD in, re, you know, some basic science and, and become a professor. Maybe I'll just go to medical school. Maybe I'll be happy if I just, you know, I go learn to code and I'll go work for some IT company and have a, you know, 35 hour a week job with great benefits. Maybe this, maybe that. But we go, mm, well, I have six figures of student loans, or I invested 23 years in this education, or my parents supported me and I don't want to let them down, or my professors will think I'm flaking out, whatever these thoughts are. And remember, these are all just thoughts. They get in our way. So the first thought behind all of this is I'm unhappy. I'm dissatisfied. And then comes the thought, something else will make me feel better. Now, I'm here to say that that's a fallacy, but before we get there, we need to talk about the assumption of today's podcast, which is we don't have career mobility. So if you interview veterinarians, we will say we don't have a lot of options, right? So if we didn't do a residency, then we have to practice either emergency or general practice. If we don't have a research background, we can't work in a university setting. If we don't have a military background or a government background, we can't really transition into that type of work. More of you will say things like, I would really just like to be a teacher. I would really just like to work, you know, for a company. 
some corporation, nine to five, answer the phones, but this debt, but I'm a doctor, but I expect myself to stay in this career that I invested in. So we, we get into this mind trap that we don't have options. Not true. There are loads of options. One option, extreme, would be to simply quit your job, not pay your bills, end up homeless. I'm being silly, but it's really important to look at the truth behind your beliefs. Now, when you start to break down something that you hold deeply as true, and you start to question it, it can be challenging. So I don't want you to dig into this, as I talked about in the other episodes on assumptions, I don't want you to dig into the truth of these beliefs, unless you're doing all of the other work. You're practicing self care, you have a support network around you. If you start to feel hopeless or afraid, you have people that you can lean on. And if you're not doing those things, you might need to find a good therapist or a good coach to work through these things on. Now, please know therapists and coaches are not the same. So whether you pick a therapist or a coach is going to depend on exactly what you're feeling and experiencing. But having somebody to work through these things together with can make a very, very big difference in the outcome. What I don't want is you to start digging into the truth of, do I have options and get stuck? When you start to think of all the bad options, that's what your brain is going to do first. It will be very tempting to prove your brain right. It will be very tempting to believe your brain and find all of the evidence. Well, you know, my friend Mary, she started to apply for jobs working in industry and, and they said she didn't have enough experience. Mm, no options. Okay. Or I'm going to get out there and I'm going to see what industry positions would take me with the experience I have now and what sacrifices might I have to make and am I willing to make those sacrifices? But getting from the no in your brain to the opportunities and the options in the world, it can be a tough leap for those of us who have practiced these limited beliefs over time. So if you do start to dig into the truth of this assumption, with that little question that we asked in previous podcasts, is it true? I really do want to make sure that you have a support structure in place. Okay, so if you're unhappy, if you're dissatisfied, first, I want you to think about whether or not you have options. You can tell that I'm biased. You can tell that I believe, I know that you do have options. But there was a time in my career, years in my career, where I did not believe that I had good options. So when I went to school, I operated under the assumption that I would do an internship and a residency and probably work in an academic setting. But Matt and I decided to have children during school. And very quickly, in my fourth year, it became clear that going into an internship, poorly paid, demanding hours, moving somewhere for one year, did not make a lot of sense for my family. So I made a choice. I made a decision. Go into private practice. Go out into the world and make some money. I did that, and Lindsay got sick. And thank goodness, I had a good, stable career, right? It worked out okay. It was still pretty terrible. I was still pretty unhappy for a lot of reasons. I believe that I was trapped by my student loans 
And that because I had been in general practice, it would be very difficult for me to go back into a residency, one, to get into a residency, and then two, to be able to live on that salary, and three, be able to give away my time and not have as much time as I did with my family. Now, some of those things were probably factual. So residents are expected to work many, many hours and be on call, right? But the idea that I didn't have a choice, the idea that it was impossible, that it was out of my hands, I didn't see that I was making that decision to not pursue the residency. And so that's just one example. I told myself many, many, many things about what options were available to me. And I felt very trapped. And I believe that it is this feeling of being trapped that in some cases leads to veterinary suicide. Now, I want to be very careful around this issue because anybody who pretends to have all of the answers about veterinary suicide is probably grasping at straws, and I certainly do not. But I suspect, I imagine, when I try to put myself into the shoes of the people who have died from suicide, I have to imagine that this feeling of hopelessness around career options and finances does play a role for some. A feeling of wanting to escape this, this, this hamster wheel that is veterinary medicine, but not knowing how to do that, not believing that they can. I'm sure that there are many elements that layer in when someone does commit suicide, when a veterinarian or somebody in the veterinary field does commit suicide. But knowing that in our field we are somewhat shackled by this concept of lack of options, I do believe it is a component and probably a really strong component that is worth addressing from the ground up. And I keep saying this when I talk to people about veterinary coaching, it should be bottom up and top down, right? So we have to change the way our young graduating veterinarians think. That's a tall order. How do you change the way an entire profession thinks, coaching, coursework, providing services, changing the culture top down, right? Bottom up, we're going to change the way they're thinking as they come out of school. And top down, we're going to change the culture in the university setting. We're going to change the culture of practice owners. We're going to change the culture of corporate practice leadership. How? Well, by teaching. And the first thing we're going to teach is to question assumptions. Do you have options as a veterinarian? Hell yeah. Do you like your options? Mm, maybe, maybe not at first. Dig a little deeper. Now that takes energy. And this is why I say if you're going to start digging in and questioning assumptions, please have your self care. Please have your support system in place. Because if you are deep in the throes of depression, you probably don't have the energy for this. You're probably listening going, she's crazy. She doesn't know my story. She doesn't know my circumstances. Believe me, I get that. I used to say that. I used to say nobody would understand what we had on our plates as a couple who decided to have children during vet school, ended up with a child with cancer in 2008 when the economy was collapsing around us. 
right? So you may be saying it's COVID. I don't have options because of COVID. I get it. I do. I am here. And let's talk live together, coaching about this. Because knowing that there are options, that's just a little bit of pressure relief. That's just opening up that pressure relief valve just a titch. Now, as we coach more deeply, as we self-coach or coach one-on-one more deeply, then we're going to start to question this other big fat assumption that is changing careers will make you happy and happiness is what you want. That's complicated. The idea that happiness is what we are seeking is very, very entrenched in our society. And a lot of you are recognizing that, especially as parents, you see this culture of like, we're supposed to like have happy kids all the time. That's the goal. Well, that doesn't really make sense. I mean, kids are often unhappy and they're just, they're normal people. So you see the fallacy of chasing happiness. But then what I hear from some of you is you started to talk then about contentment. It's just a different shade of the same color. The reality is life is complicated. Life is messy. Sometimes life is painful. Sometimes life is wonderful. And if we're open to both sides, the down and the up, the happy and the sad, the rich and the complex and the boring drab gray, then I believe, and I've seen this in my own life, our life takes on such wonderful meaning and we have a much greater tolerance for what is happening around us and what is happening in our minds. So first, your homework. You know, I had to give you homework. It's been five months. I haven't had a chance to give you homework. So our homework this week, whether you're a veterinarian or not, I want you to look at what options you have in your life. So if you're a veterinarian and you're thinking about career change, I want you to journal. I want you to dump out all of the thinking in your brain and journal out all those thoughts. I can't change careers. I can't afford it. They're no good careers. They're no good practices. I know all the good practices. They don't, they're not hiring. I don't want to be a veterinarian anymore. I want to be a pediatrician. I can't go to medical school. You know, that's another, you know, $300,000 in debt. Write it all down. Just write it, write it, write it. Set a timer or limit yourself to a page or two. And then once you get all of that noise out of your brain, look at the statements. Pick one or two to work with, to question. And we're going to do that question that we talked about a few times ago. Is it true? Okay, so for me, the assumption was I can't afford to go back to a residency. I can't afford either because of time or money to go back to the academic setting. So that was one assumption. Now, the other assumption was that that was going to make me happy. That's a whole other, whole other topic, right? But let's just look at that assumption. So then I would say, is it true? Well, what can I afford? Hmm. What am I willing to live without? What am I willing for my children to live without? What am I willing to sacrifice in terms of the location of where I live? There are a lot of pieces to that complex thought. I can't afford this. And when you write all of that, so that, you know, your first thought dump is just about your limitations, your options. Your second thought dump is all of the assumptions and limiting beliefs that go into that one sentence that you picked from the first thought dump, right? So you're going to write down all of those assumptions. 
in doing this, and you can keep doing this, you can actually keep doing this like a, like a fractal, like a tree branch, continuing to branch and branch and branch. And you can keep going out with more and more branches of thoughts and limiting beliefs around those thoughts if you want to. You could just stop at round two. But what I think you'll find is your brain starts to get a little more flexible. And if you do this every day, if you work on this topic every day, you will start to see more flexibility, more ideas. I want you to write down the crazy ideas. I want you to write down, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just give up my life. I'll give up my house. I'll be homeless. It'll be fine. I'm, that's an option, right? Because writing it down on paper doesn't mean you're going to do it. It means you get to see that your initial assumption was based on limiting beliefs. Okay, so you're going to journal on this, you're going to dump out all the thoughts, you're going to pick a thought, you're going to write down all the limiting beliefs around that thought, and you're going to keep going. The second bit of homework, I want you to write down, what is my vision for my life? What is my vision for my life? 10 years from now, close your eyes, picture your world. Not what you fear it might be, but what you know it can be. And maybe it's 15 years, maybe it's five years. That's up to you. I see a very clear vision of a very confident woman who is still wearing a lot of hats, doing a lot of different tasks that she loves. She is leading veterinarians through burnout, through the crisis that our field is in. I see her as if she is a sister, as if she is a real human being. I have no doubt about her potential. I have no doubt about the reality of my future involving this successful, confident, accomplished woman. But guess what? She's not sitting on the beach ha just smiling happily. She's standing at a podium. She's writing a book. She's working hard. Maybe she's crying. Maybe there are moments where she's feeling discomfort. And there are moments when she is feeling accomplishment. But nothing about my vision of her is just happy sunshine roses, easy peasy. I want you to envision that person 10, 15 years down the road, that version of you. How do you get there? Is it by chasing happiness or is it by looking at your life now, where you want your life to be, what is meaningful in your life and what are you willing to sacrifice? What discomfort are you willing to feel to get there? We do have career mobility. I want you to see that, but it may not be the answer. Next week, we're going to do our last week on assumptions, and then we're going to move a little deeper into some of this talk about discomfort and how to really open yourselves up to the life that's happening around you so you don't feel that you're at the mercy of the people around you, whether those are people who are in charge, bosses, managers, owners, or whether those are people that you are in charge of. It's been great talking to you again. I'm excited to be back podcasting. I do have a burnout prevention course. It is starting in less than two weeks. Please sign up for it. www.dot.
Dr. Ginger Templeton, D-R-J-N-G-E-R-Templeton.com, or you can email me, ginger, G-I-N-G-E-R, ginger at vettovetcoaching.com. I would love to have you in the burnout course. It is an incredible value, $195 for eight weeks, two hours each week. It is via Zoom. We're going to go deep into this stuff, guys. You will be changed. Please sign up. Please join us in it. And I'll see you back here with the podcast next week. Dr. Templeton is a licensed veterinarian in the state of North Carolina. She is not a medical doctor or mental health provider. The content of this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. It does not substitute for medical or mental health care. The content of this show is not meant to diagnose or treat any human medical or mental health conditions, veterinary medical conditions, nor is it meant to provide legal or financial advice. At vet vet Coaching, we take mental health and the veterinary suicide issue very seriously. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts, thoughts of self-harm, or a mental health crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or seek emergency care locally.